Hey, it's Sean for Element FM. I'm stoked to be sitting here with, in my opinion, one of the funniest people on the internet. He's a comedian, a content creator, an author, and the internet's favorite dad. His book, Welcome to the Stupid Apocalypse: Survival Tips for the Dumbageddon, is out now, and you can find it by going to stupidpocalypse.com. Stuart Brittlestar Reynolds, thank you for joining me. Do you prefer Stuart or Brittlestar? I've, you know, I've been called way worse in things. You know, what I mean, I'll answer to anything pretty much. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll take anything. Just don't call you late for dinner. Right? Exactly, exactly. So I want to talk a bit about Stupid Apocalypse. Yeah. I, uh, I read this book. It's phenomenal. It's, oh, thank you. It's so funny. Thank you. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but you managed to get Ryan Reynolds <laughs> to do the foreword yeah. for for this book, and honestly, I think it's. It's it's very to the point, very it's thought. Heart, it's for, heartfelt. Yeah, it's like I yeah. knew he was a fantastic actor, but he's he's really a beautiful wordsmith. I think yeah, I think exactly. He dug deep and uh, really brought out the emotion in the yeah. forward. Yeah, uh, Doctor Mary Trump too. Also, yes. Wow, like I, I just like, I, I I never thought I'd see a Trump write something so <laughs> so beautiful and uh, heartwarming. So it's I mean. You know, she's she's the good one, though, right? Yeah, exactly. She's my, as I like to say, she is my favorite Trump, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm so lucky. I mean, I got Ryan Reynolds to do the forward, Mary Trump to do the middle word, and Colin Mockery to do the afterward. Which is yeah, great. yeah, yeah, like uh, really, just like a like a Mount Rushmore of of people you could get for <laughs> exactly. your for it's your my... book. <laughs> I just like the idea of seeing their faces carved in a mountain. That's pretty good. That's pretty... we can make that happen. We can fantastic. Manifest it. That's good. Let's do it in an escarpment somewhere. <laughs> Now, in the book, you talk about this stupid apocalypse we're, uh, we're in kind of starting in 2016. How long has the book been in the back of your mind? Um, I mean, really, it was one of those things about two years ago, I was approached by a literary agency. It was like, hey, listen, you know, we could maybe you could you could do a book. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind thinking about doing a book. And then they shopped the idea. We came up with an idea for the book itself. And they shopped it around. We ended up getting a number of offers and uh, from publishers and chose what we thought was the best offer. And uh, so, I mean, it's been a, it's it's really weird for me because I'm a guy who for a guy who makes content that's usually 60 to 90 seconds long and based on current event stuff that's happening like today, if something happens today, I would like to get a video out about it within the next 12 to 24 hours. So to do this thing that took a year and a half of like long term, long timeline planning was really like a stretch for my silly little attention span, burnt out brain. Now, that actually leads into my next question. Uh, why was a book the right medium to talk about this stupid apocalypse? I think because I mean, I kind of the, the book is a book of essays. So it's as I like to call it. It's a book for people who don't have time to read books. You can like pick it up <laughs> and put it down. You're not going to miss any plot lines or anything. Um, and, you know, each essay is around a thousand words. So it's a, a, the length of it takes the time. The same length of time it takes you to eat a sandwich is basically what I'm trying to set out. And um uh, that's a thousand words, but when in a video that I do for 60 or 60 or 90 seconds, that's like 200 words. So I can kind of go in a little bit deeper. I can sort of round out and color in some of the details and context about what I'm trying to say. And it allows me to be, you know, hopefully to be a bit more entertaining, a bit more funny. And yeah, it just, it's, it's a fun, I mean, I really enjoy it because, you know, writing essays and, and writing in general is way easier than making videos because I don't have to worry about what's in the background and if I'm wearing pants. <laughs> It's funny that you say that too, because when I was reading the book, I, I read it in one sitting. I right. I was able to get through it really quick, but it was also it it is very clearly set up to be mm. something you can read in short sprints while you're waiting for the bus yeah. or uh, you know taking a long lunch or yeah, whatever. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it's kind of broken into different topics as well because it's kind of like I like the idea of being able to people being able to like pick it up and being like, I just need some perspective on this, which would be good. Yeah, it's it's really good for something like that. I. 
Um, I read a lot of it while I was waiting for the LRT, and uh, it was perfect for that. <laughs> That's like an existential crisis, almost. <laughs> you can put that on the next printing, though. Like, you can put, like, made the LRT bearable. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Th there we go. So what was the creative process like actually sitting down and writing the book? It was, you know, it was kind of funny because uh, I, I, I had a manuscript deadline at December 1st, last December 1st, and... Um, I was concerned that uh, you know I better you know be vigilant. I better be diligent about uh, about getting this done. And my oldest son Owen said to me, "Listen, you're a fan of Douglas Adams, and his best quote was, you know, I love deadlines, especially the whoosh sound they make as they go past." <laughs> and I I have to say though I did hit my deadline, but there was like modicum of panic in like June of that year of last year, and then a little bit of panic uh, increasing in maybe August, and then a lot of panic in September, and then a lot of panic in October, and then a tremendous amount of panic in November. But it all got finished. It was good. Did you ever have an idea that you were, for the book, where you were torn between making it a video or saving it for the book? Um, no, not really, because I mean, what's interesting is that like when I started making videos, it was on Vine, which was 6.4 second looping video. So that the pacing of that is so wildly different. Like you have, if you're doing comedy, it's like you start with the full setup. It has to be a visual setup mm -hmm. that explains everything. And then the, the punchline hits at like the fourth second and you've got to have a couple of seconds for like the beat afterwards to give people a chance to appreciate the joke. And that's a whole different thing compared to even 90 seconds. Then again, for the essays in the book, it was like, this is a whole different pacing. I can't give the game away in the first two sentences. <laughs> I have to kind of stretch it out a little bit. And it also allows me to, to kind of, you know, I, one of the things I love the best about comedy is, is a misdirect. I love sort of setting people in one direction and then veering off in, an, in another one, which is cool. And I get to do that with writing, which is cool. Now, I want to take a second and pivot towards talking about some of your other content. Yeah. First of all, I have had that damn Zeller song stuck in my head for longer than Target was in Canada. I mean, that's not really that high bar, though. Is it? It, wasn't, it wasn't in Canada for very long. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, what inspired you to go out there and make short-form sketch comedy videos? I mean, really, it started off with... Um, we had a business for just over 10 years that was hacked and we ended up losing a tremendous amount of money and essentially destroyed the business. And so I was like, we were in really bad financial shape. Like we had the notice on our house door and the whole bit, like we were in bad, bad shape. And then I decided to start making these videos for social media really because I, I watched a few and I was like, well, this is kind of fun, especially with Vine. It was like so quick and easy and I thought, this is, this is cool. I thought maybe I'll make some and, and that kind of made me happy and I sort of did that for my own, almost like my own therapy. It was kind of like I'm going to go just express myself and try to be make myself laugh in these things. And then it sort of just, we kind of fell into a, a career doing it. Like it's, we've been doing it full time for the past 10 and a half years. And it's really weird. I mean, I started when I was 43. So it's, it's bizarre to have this ability to get up in the morning, look at the news, look at what's online and go, I'm going to make a video making fun of this today. Um, I mean, that's pretty fortunate. I'm so fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Not everyone gets to do that. And uh, you also get to make a lot of people laugh. I, I hope so. I've seen the comments on your videos and you have a very positive uh, following, a very, I'd say it's very wholesome. Uh, you talk in the book about yeah. not feeding the trolls. Yeah. And uh, I think from what I can tell, 
uh, that's paid off in, in spades. I think so, yeah. And I mean, that, that, that's just learned. I think one of my favorite quotes is by David Lee Roth from Van Halen. And he said, like, back in 1992, he did this article in Rolling Stone where he said, if you stick your head above the crowd, someone's bound to throw a rock at it. So, I mean, once you realize that when you're posting stuff, you kind of go, well, I don't have to actually pay attention to all these comments. And if someone says something negative, it's like, you know what? And I, I would say to our kids as well, who also make their own content, I'd be like, you know, that might, that, con that comment that person left you that was they're trying to be mean or, or whatever, cruel or slightly kind of funny in their own way. It's like they're, that might be the bright part of their day. That might be as good as their day gets is that comment. You got to make the video and make other people happy with it. Now, going back to, to feeding the trolls and how social media can be, uh, why do you think social media was the best creative outlet for you? Uh, I mean, uh, it's immediacy is, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I think, especially starting it when I was like in, in already middle-aged, it was uh, the idea that you could create something on your telephone um, and then suddenly make that available to millions of people was phenomenal. Like, I mean, that's uh, for, for an old man, for an old man like me, <laughs> um, it was ridiculous to think that this, this little computer in my pocket could connect me to the world and I could just create things and make things and make them happen as opposed to, you know, when I was, you know, a lot of the, uh, the age that a lot of these, you know, content creators are now on TikTok and stuff. You know, it was like you'd have to get a studio, you'd have to get a camera, you'd have to get a big editing system and all that kind of thing. And it's now, now we'll just like lift my phone up and record something hilarious and and then post it. And then a whole bunch of people will get to see it. And that's, I mean, that's so cool. That's phenomenal. Now, I have to ask because you're really active on Twitter uh, and I'm refusing to call it the other name. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, do you have an exit strategy for when that place crumbles <laughs> to the ground? You know what? We were talking about this this morning, myself and my wife, Shannon, saying how I live in hope that... Uh, the creditors, Elon's creditors are going to come in and swoop in and just give them the boot and repossess it. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that'd be, and I just want them to repossess it. And I want them to like give the reins to like some guy who was like, or a woman who was like a CEO of like Arby's or something like, here you go, just take it, just do something, just take or Harvey's or something, just take it. Um, Cause even, I mean, they'll, anyone will do a better job than that man has done on that platform. He's such a, I love that platform so much, despite all of its horribleness and vitriol and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's still the most immediate, it's the most engaging platform for me, and I just want him to get the heck out of the way. I, I could not agree more, <laughs> and I'll, I'll also say, I've seen the Arby's Twitter account, they do a great job, so I think they can do the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. I think they can handle it. Yeah, they should just give it to their social media manager, exactly. Exactly, yeah. as a social media manager, I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, I'm gonna nominate you, actually, I think, after this. So. Oh my gosh, that's so much pressure. <laughs> uh, am I gonna have to take down the blinking X sign that was no, on? No, I think you're gonna, have to make, you're gonna have to make sure it stays up there and just oh. add some other letters to it. It's oh, like, you play Scrabble up top there. <laughs> now, if anyone that's listening isn't familiar with your videos, what are the three videos that you would recommend they watch to get a better understanding mm. of who you are as a comedian and a content creator? I mean, there's the, it goes from the, the silly to like the commentary style videos. I mean, I, I would think the most popular video I've, I've ever made has been explaining Canada Day to Americans, which is where I'm Canada on my back deck, getting ready for uh, you know Canada Day and I'm putting up flags and whatever and all like decorating. And then my neighbor is America, and he's got the American flag, and he's got the America hat, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm explaining all the stuff. He's like, "Why do you? Why are you doing this? We've got July 4th. You know, what do you guys have?" And we go through this list of stuff. It's like, yeah, we do actually have some some good stuff. So I mean, that's a good place for you to, for people to start. I think there's also a video I did recently called Canada Is, which just kind of colors in kind of this idea. It struck me as we were sitting 
uh, downtown in our hometown in Stratford. And I was looking at all the tourists outside and the patios and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, Canada is like really coolly diverse. Like it's like there's a whole bunch of people just having a good time, but they're from every walk of life. And it's like, that's pretty great. I want more of that. Uh, and that's kind of, that video is a good sort of indicator of how I feel about that. And then I think the final one would be, oh man, I mean, there's, I've literally done over like, I think 2000 videos now in the past <laughs> 10 years. Um, so, I mean, it's hard to pick one in particular, but, uh, I did do one, which is my favorite, which no one liked at the time called urologist, the movie, which was all black and white, like a cat, like cat in a hot tin roof style sort of music playing. And I'm sitting, I'm standing by the window with this uh, glass of whiskey and, and I'm wearing a white undershirt. And I say, that's the dream, son, looking at wieners all day. And a little voice off camera goes, but dad, that's it, it's just a dream. <laughs> and that's the end of the video. And no one liked it except for the Urologist Association of America who played it at their conference that year. And I was like, yeah, that's, cool. That's amazing, that's how you know you've made it. <laughs> when the urologists say you're good, then you're really good. Now that the book is out there and you're promoting it, what are you hoping to focus on now, creatively speaking? I mean, I would love to do a second book. We'll see how this book goes. It seems to be going really well. It's selling really well. It's onto its second print, which is great. And it's been on Amazon, the number one political humor book and uh, most gifted book. And it's number one in Alberta, which is really odd to me, but that's great. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I'd like to do more of that. But also, I think what's interesting is doing this book tour, it's called In Conversation with Brittle Star, moderated by his wife. So it's my wife, Shannon, who's actually asking me questions. And uh, she's very good at pushing buttons, basically my buttons, and, and mocking me, which is great. And that's kind of led to some, some talks about re, you know, reviving a, a, a piece of video or content that we used to do called the morning show thing which is where her and I would do like this really sort of bizarre morning show. And we, I think we will probably bring that back. So. Okay, right on. I'm looking forward to that. And if anyone out there wants a bit of a sample of that, I'm sure they can find that on your YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. YouTube.com slash Brittlestar. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, Stuart, I want to play a little game with you. I'm ready. A lot of your content is very Canada-focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little tournament bracket here with some oh Canadian gosh. things on it. Okay. I I want you to pick the most Canadian thing from this bracket. Okay, yeah. So first up, we have a double-double yeah. and the Rocky Mountains. What moves on? Um, Rocky Mountains. Ryan Reynolds and Wolverine. I mean, I have to go with Ryan, yeah. Nanaimo Bars or bagged milk? Oh, well see, that's a tough one because I mean, you can get Nanaimo bars all across the country, but you can only get bagged milk in certain parts of Canada, which I'm always reminded of every time I make a bagged milk joke. I get people <laughs> from Manitoba going, we don't even have bagged milk anymore. It's like, relax, we know. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say uh, Nanaimo bars. Okay, and uh, last one for round one, universal healthcare or Letterkenny? <laughs> That's a fair comparison, isn't it? I think that's exactly it. I think whenever I've hurt myself or I have an un, you know undiagnosed uh, ailment, I think to myself, you know, what would uh, what would Jared Kiso say? What would what would Wayne do? <laughs> um, Wayne and Derry. Um, I will say uh, universal healthcare. Yeah. Okay, right on. So we're moving on to round two. Okay. It's Rocky Mountains or Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Well, I'm going to have to say Rocky Mountains because they didn't leave us. Oh, sorry, Ryan. Guess yeah. that's the thanks you get for writing that forward. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Nanaimo bars and universal health care. I'm going to have to go with universal health care. I'm a big proponent for public health care. Universal health care or Rocky Mountains? What's the most Canadian? Oh, man. 
Uh, I'm going to, oh, that's horrible. What a terrible, terrible question. That's so mean. See, what we can do is we can have you say both. And then, and just, then yeah. we can just like clip whichever one. Yeah, or just do like a choose your own adventure. Exactly. Yeah, fast forward yeah. 10 seconds yeah. and to get a different answer. Press one for Rocky Mountains. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, universal healthcare because it's everywhere. It is, and, the Mount, and the Rockies are only out west, so. All right, Universal Healthcare, congratulations. According to Brittle Start, you are the most Canadian thing from this very limited tournament bracket. And just like just like Canada itself, Universal Healthcare is slightly damaged and in need of some help, but it'll get it, it'll get it. It's all good. I love the positivity there. Now, before uh, before we leave, uh, where can people find you and everything you're up to? Uh, you can go on any pretty much any social media platform and search for Brittle Star, and you'll see my uh, adorable, bespectacled face, and you'll know it's me. Yeah, Brittle Star. Perfect, Stuart. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Stupid Apocalypse. Survival Tips for the Dumbageddon is out now. You can find it in theory wherever books yeah. are sold. If it's not sold out. Exactly. Now, for more information on the book and where you can find it, visit stupidpocalypse.com. Check out Brittle Star on YouTube or any other social media platform if you need a quick laugh. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here.